Rise and shine. It's butt-whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Jason! Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Great wing Flanagan down low. Tough catch for Holzmeister. Goes to the rim. Up off glass. No good. Rebound one by Barton. Up and good. The lead is back in the Lady Eagles' hands. Elizabeth Barton muscled the cleanup bucket. And now here come the Cowgirls with 20 seconds to go. Bierman finds Libby Cure for a three ball left wing. In and out. No good. Mitchek got the offensive put back. It's in. Goodland leads. And a timeout, Bill Bierman with 11.8 to play. Jackson Mitchek in the right spot after Libby Cure just missed the triple. All thrown into Logan Nolan, hands it off to Barton. They're in the front court with eight seconds. Now six seconds. Barton dribbling at the top, guarded by Bierman. Barton puts up a very difficult shot at the front iron, no good. Blocklinger rebounds it, and that's the ball game. The Cowgirls come back at the very end and take one from the Lady Eagles on senior night, 35 34. To Kirsten Rock, left wing, fakes and drive. Tough pickup, lost the basketball, ball is free. Cure goes to the floor for it, so does Kirsten Brock. Kicks it out, Jones triple, good! Right between the eyes, Jordan Jones, a messy play, and that's just how they drew it up. Right side wing, steps, kicks it out to Gonzalez in the corner. Now back to Schnett under the bucket. He's able to finish and foul. Beautiful pass from Manny Gonzalez. Whipped it along the baseline. Jeanette puts it in, and he's fouled for an and one opportunity. Happy Wednesday morning, everybody. I'm Ross Folkmer. That's Mark Johnson over there, voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. At least he thinks he is. Wow. Right between the eyes. I mean, that is a Mark Johnson call if I've ever heard it before in my life. Right That's between the know. eyes. <laughs> because clear, clearly I'm a big Buffaloes fan. Have you ever listened to him Ever listened to him call a game? No. Radio voice of Mark Johnson. You got to listen. He has the – it's like if you were a broadcaster and you're like – if I want to pick a voice of all the voices mm. all over, it's his. It's to me, like, that's Kevin the, Harlan. I know, and Kevin Harlan is great, but I think Mark might actually beat him. It's unbelievable. Wow, okay. It really right. is oh, like the, the sound of God. You've heard him on this show before. We've had him on the highlights. It really, oh, it yeah, really I meant sounds, I haven't listened to You'll have to listen to the whole game, a but, game oh, of his. Yeah, right between the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of when I hear that. But that was apparently in your crawl last night because that was a uh, that was a couple of times you called that uh, call last night. So at least on the that's highlights, a, that's one of the go tos. Yep. Yeah, I guess it did just come out. I think it just came out twice. See, sometimes we get as broadcasters, we all kind of just get into it's like something's in our craw, whatever it may be, and that just is it's in the craw for the night, and then we're gonna use it more than once. It just kind of gets going, you know. That's that's no, that's that's on the list. That's one of the. Like three or four go-tos for a made triple for sure. Yeah, yeah. We have. I always have. You know, we have like probably a good handful of them, and you know, some nights I feel like I use the same one too much. Like, God, that yeah. was. Why am I saying yeah. that again? That I shouldn't have done. Well, that. I I went up and I, as you know, I cut some highlights and realized that 
two of the four highlights had that in it, and I went, ah, shoot. Ah. I didn't realize it was stolen, though. This is unfortunate. I, maybe I, need I to don't think back. he has um, uh, patented it so I or trademarked mm. it, so I'm guessing that you are uh, fine. But I just... Whenever I Legally hear that, that is sure. what I that is what I think of. Uh, nonetheless, well, that's good to know. Good Wednesday morning, everybody. Glad you're with us on the morning blitz. Uh, full show ahead here on this fr- on this February the seventh. We've got uh, a lot to get to when it looks back at the Colby Goodland rivalry game last night. We will look at some other area basketball scores from the previous evening. Uh, we will get into a couple of interesting NFL storylines if we have time. I have a feeling we're going to spend a majority of the show talking Colby Goodland basketball today, uh, for whatever reason that may be. Uh, but we will get to a few NFL headlines that I found. One being very interesting on what one general manager said on why, who I thought was maybe the best NFL head coach that did not deserve to get fired but still got fired, why no one hired him back. What one GM said. The reason why that is nuts, nuts. I can't wait to get to that coming up a little later on in the program. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot to get into today. Before we get into Colby Goodland, because I know we'll spend a lot of time there, I do want to give a shout-out to our other area schools that played uh, basketball last night with some regional scores. We'll start with the ladies first. Uh, Hoxie with a bounce-back win over Trigo, 70-45. to Once again, they're playing with, I don't think playing without Emily Weimer, or if she is, she's a little dinged up uh, injury-wise. Golden Plains with the win at Hill City, 34-26, where you broadcast from the broom closet uh, there at Hill City. I kid you not, it's where you broadcast from. And it's on the side. It's on the side. It's not like, I'm talking like it's on the end of the gymnasium, not on the side, like the baseline. It'd be, it's on That's the baseline. incredible. <laughs> Oakley lost a close one at Norton, 49-43. That was a good game. Quinter beating Wheatland Grinnell, 67-41. St. Francis won at Triplanes Brewster, 54-25. Weskin with the loss at Bethune, Colorado, 43-22. On the boys' side, Hoxie edging Trigo, 56-51. A good win there for the Indians. Golden Plains falling to Hill City, 69-28. Oakley fell to Norton, 68-45. Quinter took down Wheatley Grinnell, 67-27. Shylin beat Rollins County, 62-44. Also, congratulations to... Uh, Logan McCarty, uh, who was uh, given his invitation to the Shrine Bowl last night. First ever six-man player to go to the Kansas Shrine Bowl. Pretty cool uh, to see that happen. Triplanes Brewster beat St. Francis 52-43. And Weskin, uh, one of those ranked team, one of those multiple ranked area teams in 1A D2 with the win at Bethune, Colorado 67-22. So, anyway, uh, there you go. Your local scores from last night. And, of course, we can't forget about Goodland-Colby, the rivalry game. Uh, the girls' game was an instant classic. Goodland winning 35-34. The boys' game, great for a first half. Second half, Goodland pulled away for a 67-44 victory. Um, your thoughts on a the first true regular season <laughs> night of the Colby-Goodland rivalry inside the Max Jones Fieldhouse, Christian Peck-Dimmitt? Well, you know, I have a lot, and we're going to try and keep this as succinct as we can first off yeah great especially in the girls game great first experience uh calling a a true rivalry doubleheader obviously it was round three this season for the girls and round three for me however on the boys side it was my first time uh with basketball colby goodland because third place games happened at the same time 
in the orange and black. So uh, first true doubleheader for me for the rivalry, and uh, it certainly showed out. It was uh, three halves of halves of very fun basketball to watch back and forth, and the fact that it did not go Colby's way in either ball game uh, was not particularly a fun end uh, to the night for me, but that's all right. I'll tell you what, the we'll start, well, actually, where do you want to start? It's up to you. I think we just start with the, the game of the night. That would be the girls. That was the, the mm. contest of the evening. Well, uh, I'll steal some words from Yancey Walker, and this is paraphrasing. I'm not directly quoting here, and he basically said we were one rebound from winning that. Well, he did say we were one rebound from winning that game, and his mantra, his message to the team as of late the last month or so, uh, really all season, but the focus particularly in the last month has been focus on what we can do, keep this internal it's about playing our best. We know when we play our best, we can have games like this where we can potentially take down the back-to-back state champs. And when we do all the little things right, we're that good of a basketball team. And when we don't, we can uh, lose some ugly ball games like they have earlier this year. And so I think that's why the focus is more internal. And he seemed to be more or less happy with the effort from his girls, and obviously it just didn't go their way down the wire. The The defense in the second half from Colby uh, was incredible. I thought uh, Goodland in the second quarter turned up the heat on Colby, had a ton of issues, did the Lady Eagles scoring the basketball, and Colby just kept the serve, matched that effort in the second half. Uh Third quarter and fourth quarter combined, the lady or the cowgirls, uh, excuse me, scored ten total points, including that last putback bucket. If you can hold any team to ten points and a half, especially the number nine now number eight ranked cowgirls, oh my gosh! I mean, that's going to put you in that or give you an opportunity to give you to win any ball game and. It's tough that it went down the stretch the way it did, but great fight from Colby. I felt like it was at five points for the entire second half, the differential, and finally the Lady Eagles got that difference and had the lead down late, and oh, those missed free throws down the stretch, and then uh, that kind of botched play where the Cowgirls defended it well but couldn't get downhill in the final moments, and Ultimately, uh, a loss for the Lady Eagles, but I think one that you, you're you not happy with. You lost to a rival, but when you step back and say, I think we played a pretty good game overall, and are on, you're not happy with last night. You lost, and you lost for the 10th time in a row to Goodland, but I don't think you're particularly mad at how you played last night. I don't know what you thought. No, I don't think you can be mad um, at how you played. You can definitely be frustrated about a few things that did not happen. Um, you know, the rebound, that's one thing. Uh, the free throws are another. Um, that's the tough part. You know, I feel bad for Elizabeth Barton. She's such a great player, but, you know, how do you beat, how do you win games late? You make free throws. That's, that's how you do it. Um, you've got to go and make your foul shots. And if she makes it, 
Then you force Goodland to make a three to just to send it to overtime, and then you like your chances a whole lot there if you're able to get that done. It's just a great headsy play by Jackson Mitchell. Now, the three ball about went in. I mean, Libby Kier, that thing spun around and came back down, and it's just a great play by a play a young lady who's played a ton of basketball in her career in Jackson Mitchell. And going and being in the right spot, getting in the right spot, getting the ball, putting it back up, um, and getting that win and then doing what Goodland, I think, does probably best, and that's just playing solid defense when it really matters most. And, you know, there were two key points in this game. The first quarter was very much back and forth, and then you get late in the first quarter and into the early part of the second quarter, and Goodland pulls away. They outscore Colby, I think, 15-3 to on a little bit of a run there to make it 21-13 to after Goodland was down 13-8. to um, And then Goodland would take... You know, a 25, what is it, 25-18 lead going into halftime. And you mentioned, second half was a combination of great defense and poor offensive execution uh, to give the Cowgirls just 10 points there in the second half. While, you know, Colby wasn't an offensive juggernaut by any means in the second half, but finding their way to to put some baskets in and hitting some threes, um, which was big. Logan Nolan getting one. Shaley Holsmeyer's hit a three. I don't know what you're talking about. She hit a three last night. But <laughs> she, Christian goes, Christian goes. I don't know if Shaley Holsmeyer's hit a three. I wanted to text you and said, and what did I say about Holsmeister hitting a three? Uh, nonetheless, it's, that's that's beside the point. But uh, it was here. Here's the biggest thing I take away from this game. There's been a there's been an evolution over the last handful of years watching Goodland Cowgirl athletics. I've said this before, but you go from being the team that you know, loses big to loses close to winning close to winning big. And when you go through that progression and you get through all those stages, you learn how to win at all those different types of levels. It's it's just a winning play. I mean, yes, you're fortunate to have the girl, but it's a winning play by Jaxie Mitchek to be in the right spot to get the rebound to put that one in. It's a winning play by a bunch of girls who have just been a bunch of winners their entire careers. I mean, they have over, they've accumulated over 130 wins in basketball and volleyball in their careers. That's amazing. That's a ton of wins. And sometimes when you win that much, you just kind of have a knack for doing things that maybe other teams don't. And that's stealing, you know, stealing wins at the buzzer per se, or at the very end of games. And um, that's just one thing I take away from that. Cause there was nothing last night that was, like, oh my gosh, that performance was great. Now, Libby Cure was really good last night. Libby did have a career-high 10 points, which was big. It's good to see her getting back. And the, the Cowgirls hit three threes, which isn't the season high. But, you know, if the Cowgirls can hit a minimum of three threes, I like their chances in a lot of games because they're not a great three-pointing sh- shooting team. But they, like I said, Libby Cure was really good. They got a good, uh, you know, Colby did a great job against Jackson Michek who held her to 11 points. That was, I think, only two above her season low of of nine. So they did a good job with her, and they, they limited Haley Blocklinger. And the Cowgirls have struggled with turnovers, which Colby turned them over a lot, and they struggled with making bunnies again. Um, those are things they're going to have to clean up if they're going to play, you know, deep into the postseason. One last thing I want to just elaborate really quickly on why Colby is, you know, frustrated probably. But ultimately, not too mad because you you filled out the game plan. What you want to do against the Cowgirls, and full credit to Goodland. Good Ross is absolutely right. They made 
winning plays, or actually just one winning play, and that's all they needed down the stretch nah, two. to win that Two was game. the great, you know, you had the winning play to make the no, bucket the, the and then the defensive, defensive stand. play, certainly, yes. But you went in, you wanted to keep them off the glass, keep them off the free throw line, and turn them over. That's a combination of what Yancey Walker wanted and what we talked about the Lady Eagles needing to do to win this ball game. You did a pretty good job rebounding. I don't have the final totals right now in front of me, but you certainly, like Ross said, kept Haley Blacklinger from doing a ton of damage. Certainly kept them off the free throw line. Jackson Mitchek hit uh, or shot six. Uh, and then Libby Cure shooting two was the only other cowgirl to touch the charity stripe. And you turn them over depending on who you ask either 18 or 19 times. I mean, that's pretty good. Elizabeth Barton, five steals, two for Shaley, three for Allie, and two for Brent Stanley. Allie also had a block. You can't ask for a whole lot more. I mean, you, you lost down the stretch. That was huge. Goodland is, is that good of a basketball team. But I think as far as what you wanted to do going in, I feel like you filled that out more or less pretty well. 23-19 was the rebounding margin I had in mm. favor of Goodland. That's was that's unofficial, but that's what I had. So, I know, it, let's get it was a great game. It was really good game. It might have not been the best played game. Uh, maybe Yancey Walker's team executed perfectly. I know Bill Beerman's team did not. I know he was frustrated with some things post game, but once again, it, to me, it, 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 those type of games and those type of wins come down to teams that have a bunch of winners that make winning plays when it matters the most. And that was kind of just the difference in that one. It just was. I'm not saying that Colby's not a bunch of winners because they are a good basketball team. They've got some great players. Uh, I love I love Elizabeth Barton and Logan Nolan. I love the way they play the game. Um, you know, looking at this season as a whole, you know, and, and getting some of the look at the numbers, I mean, it's Colby... Colby needs some help around Elizabeth Barton. Brent Stanley was pretty good last night. I thought eight points, five boards. I thought she was pretty good. Um, but she needs, Elizabeth Barton needs some more help. And Elizabeth Barton, every time they play good, then always seems to kind of get in foul trouble a little bit more than maybe she usually does. And that always limits her her point production. You know, she's used to averaging 15, 16, held to what, last night, 10? Yeah, so, you know, it's it's one of those deals where you got to keep your emotions in check. Um and then they they just they need more around they need more from Logan Nolan they need more from Shaley Holsmeister they need more point production from these other girls to help get them over the hump they just need that and I think that will come once again they're still underclassmen uh, they 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 still have another year of basketball they'll get to that point but that's the next step for this team getting more pieces besides Elizabeth Barton involved especially offensively to being more uh, instead of having every instead of knowing every single night twenty one is going to lead us in scoring. We know that, well, okay, maybe tonight it's one. Maybe tonight it's two. Maybe the tonight it's 21. Maybe it's 34 that gets it done for us. They need a little bit more consistency out of their other players, I think, to get over the hump. But a good game, 35-34, Goodland wins. And like Christian said, 10 wins in a row for Goodland over Colby. And that's the way these things roll. You know, Colby won a ton in a row for a long time. Goodland finally ended that. Now Goodland's on a run. And that's how these series go. They go back and forth. Look at Michigan-Ohio State. It's how it goes. <laughs> It's just the way sports goes. Moving That's throwing on. throwing me a bone there, making that reference. Yeah, I'll throw you the bone. I'll tell you what. We are at the bottom of the hour. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will dive into the boys' game, uh, which Goodland pulled away in the second half to get the victory. Uh, but we'll touch on that next. You're listening to The Morning Blitz here on a Wednesday. <laughs> 